It's not the darkness that's terrifying. It's what you might find in it. That's a quote from J.M. Darhauer. I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is God's Wisdom for Today, a weekday live broadcast series from the book of Proverbs. Just like a proverb, this show is a short, wisdom-packed nugget of truth teaching us how to live our lives well. The book of Proverbs is an invitation from God to step into the wisdom of God. It is a very practical roadmap for developing the skill of living. Let's dive into episode 33 today, and we're going to take a look at Proverbs chapter 2, verses 13 through 15. We're going to look at it in two different translations, talk about the language and the meaning, and connect it to our own personal lives by asking ourselves some questions. But before we get started, let's pray. Father, I thank you for this opportunity. I pray right now that as we are working through the tech issues on this broadcast of it breaking up, that you would just supernaturally make it all work from here on out. Pray that nothing would stand in the way of this getting to the person who needs to hear it today. Pray that as I speak, as we listen, as we look into your word, I pray, Spirit, that you would open our hearts to understanding your word, that you would open our hearts to understanding and to apply it, that we would have a heart change, not listen to it and move on, but that we would actually apply it to our lives and that would make a difference in drawing us towards righteousness. Pray that you would guide my words, guide my thoughts, and open these scriptures to us in a way that we have never understood before. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's take a look at these verses. It's chapter 2, verses 13 through 15. Yesterday, we looked at the idea of the temptation that the evil men were providing, and we talked about perverse speech. And I said today we were going to turn to the women, but I was wrong. That's tomorrow. We have a couple more verses before we get there. Verses 13 through 15 in the CSB say, From those who abandon the right paths to walk in the ways of darkness, and those who enjoy doing evil and celebrate perversion, whose paths are crooked and whose ways are devious. The New Living Translation of those same verses says, These men turn from the right way to walk down dark paths. They take pleasure in doing wrong, and they enjoy the twisted ways of evil. Their actions are crooked, and their ways are wrong. I'm going to leave that CSB version up on the screen for you. If you are listening on the podcast, you can go to chapter 2 of Proverbs, verses 13 through 15. The Michelle translation of yesterday's verses was, We'll understand the right way to walk through life because discretion and understanding will protect us from making bad choices and falling victim to lying men. Yesterday's verses ended mentioning the danger of men of perverse speech. Today, we look at their lives more closely. Verse 13 says, These men run from the right way to walk down dark paths. They abandon the right paths or leave the paths of uprightness, say different translations. That means to forsake, and forsake is to abandon or renounce or give up. It's a conscious, willful, intentional choice. Those men didn't just miss the path. It wasn't an accident. They didn't just like, oh, I didn't see it. It was an intentional choice. The Septuagint translates this with a word which means literally to leave down in, which is kind of a strange phrase, to leave down in, but it has the sense of deserting somebody in a set of circumstances that are against them. The idea is to let down or desert or abandon, to leave someone helpless. 
In this context, the irony of this language use of this phrase is that when they leave God's paths, they themselves are helpless, though they don't see it. The translation of the right path is literally straight road. So when you think about a right path, think straight road. These men have looked, made a choice, turned away from that right path or straight road. And the next line tells us why. To walk down dark paths or to walk in the ways of darkness. John 3.19 says, and the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light for their actions were evil. 1 John 1.6 says, If we say we have fellowship with him and yet we walk in darkness, we are lying and we are not practicing the truth. Time and time again in scripture, God is the light and that which opposes him is the darkness. 1 John 1.5 says, This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light and there is absolutely no darkness in him. When you think about the path of life, there's the way of light, the right way, or the right paths, and the way of darkness, with the absence of God. It's the opposite of the straight road. It's twisting and dark. So think of yourself standing in the dark, in the woods, with a path in front of you that is twisting. There are roots growing out. There are curves. There are drop-offs. Proverbs 4.19 says, But the way of the wicked is like the darkest gloom. They don't know what makes them stumble. John 12.35 says, Jesus answered, The light will be with you for only a little longer. Walk while you have the light so that darkness doesn't overtake you. The one who walks in darkness doesn't know where he's going. In the dark, you don't know where you're going. If you imagine yourself standing on that path, when you start walking forward, you're going to stumble. Verses 14 and 15 describe the men on this path. They take pleasure in doing wrong and they enjoy the twisted ways of evil. Their actions are crooked and their ways are wrong. The word translated take pleasure in or delight in is actually rejoice. They're feeling joy. They're experiencing joy over evil. John Kitchen says, The one who has corrupted his conscience with sin finds his deepest being resonating with the call of evil, and he finds his feet ready to dance down the path of wickedness. Indeed, his delight is not simply in evil as a concept or a philosophy, but in doing it. Verse 15 says their actions are crooked and their ways are wrong. Their behavior, their choices are crooked. Literally, that which is not straight. Figuratively, anything that is spiritually corrupt and those who do not walk in straightness. You think of your hands straight and then slightly bent or fully gnarled. No matter how bent, even if it's just a little bit, that's not straight. Their ways are wrong or devious. These men from yesterday's verses, who are the first temptation that the Father is describing, they abandon the right path to walk in the ways of darkness. They take joy in evil. They take joy in evil and they celebrate it. Their path is crooked and wrong. So let's ask ourselves some questions. Do you know anyone willfully taking the wrong path, choosing the way of darkness? If you think about these verses, what will their lives come to look like eventually? Have you ever wandered off the straight path? Think about that time. How hard was it to get your life back in order? Or are you there now, standing on the wrong path, looking down and not seeing where you're going? 
People living in darkness can't see the light. Jesus is the light of the world. Who has God placed in your life to be that light for? If you want a place to see and answer these questions, think about them a little bit longer, write down the answers, keep track of what you're learning as we go through, we send a free set of journal pages out on a Sunday night email each week. If you want to be a part of that list to get those each Sunday evening, you can go to getwisdom.link backslash email, getwisdom.link backslash email to sign up for those. As for me... I was thinking about the progression of sin, the idea that you can't just dip your toe in and swirl it around in the cool summer pool of sin and expect to be able to pull it back out again at will. The path of darkness envelops us. It draws us deeper down. The end of that John 12, 35 verse said, the one who walks in darkness doesn't know where he's going. Y'all, sin doesn't look bad to us. It looks good. We see that and we don't know where that path leads. To the enjoyment and celebration of evil is where these verses say that leads. Now, maybe it's because in praying scripture, we've been thinking about the holiness of God this week, but I am feeling the seriousness of sin. And I'm not really talking about the sin as it's described here in these verses. If you're listening to me, the odds are that you aren't going out with your friends and robbing and murdering people after you listen to this show. But what leads to that level of crookedness? Sin is a progression, and I need to be diligent about weeding out the stuff that seems small. Of course, the idea that there are levels of sin is a whole other topic. Every sin separates us from God. Every sin is serious. How about you? What will you do with what you've learned today? Let's close with prayer. Lord, we don't want wisdom in order to just avoid sin. We don't want it in order to feel successful or be successful in the light of our culture. We want it so that we can better know you and better love you and better love others. We want it so that we can learn to live lives that honor you. So teach us that kind of wisdom, the kind of wisdom that turns our hearts into Christ-like hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, guys, for sticking with me today. If you found this broadcast helpful, I would love it if you would share it with a friend. Things are just more fun and we grow faster when we have people to share that experience with. We will be back again tomorrow with another episode. 